President Yoon's four-day trip to the Bay Area wrapped with Korea securing over $1 billion U.S. billion in investment commitment for four American companies. The President gave a speech at the APEC CEO Summit, called for a carbon-free alliance, and urged leaders to prioritize supply chain resilience. And that's just the short list. What came out of the APEC and IPEF meetings? For further analysis, we connect with Professor Kim Byung-ju of the Hanguk University of Foreign Studies. Good morning, Professor Kim. Good morning. Hope you had a decent weekend. I did. Thanks. Thank you, thank you for joining us. So can we maybe review what were the most noteworthy results uh, President Yoon achieved at the APEC summit to get us started? Right. So we had APEC, IPF, and then also his bilateral meetings. And to start off at the APEC, uh, this regional cooperation body that has been in place for the last uh, 30 years. I think it was uh, back in uh, Clinton days when this was very, uh, for the first time created. And since then, this cooperation vehicle has been in existence. Korea once hosted its APEC, I think, under uh, when President Nomoyan was in office. Mm-hmm. So very familiar concept for all of us. And Korea is actually going to be hosting APEC summit in about uh, the year after next year, so 2025. Mm-hmm. So it's still uh, very important. And this time, what President Yoon did at this APEC summit was talking about various issues, as you touched upon. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the APEC alone, I guess two key mm-hmm. uh, topics were climate change cooperation, mm-hmm. and then also cooperation for the regional uh, the supply chain mm-hmm. uh, challenges mm-hmm. here. So those are the two ideas. The APEC summit itself uh, took place last, uh, last week's Thursday and Friday. And the Thursday, the first day of the APEC session, uh, President Yoon, as you also mentioned, talked about the carbon-free mm. uh, energy, mm. the wide share of carbon-free energy uh, worldwide, but particularly in this region. Mm. And also, he expressed Korea's determination to lead the global trend in terms of, uh, you know, eco-friendly uh, transportation, mm. uh, kind of like next generation mobility, especially the smart mobility. Uh, he talked about those uh, mm. as the key ideas for Thursday's talk, the first session. And then second session followed on Friday, and this was called the retreat. Mm. And he, there he was talking more about the, the traditional issues such as the conventional trade order and then the digital economy and also resilient uh, supply chain, mm. uh, the building for such system, the need for it, and so on. So no, those are the two days, basically, mm. uh, the climate change and supply chain issues. Those were two mm. key words mm. uh, in terms of his participation at the APEC. Mm. And, and especially on climate change, it seems important, considering the COP28 meeting is a little over a week uh, away. It mm-hmm. kind of does set the tone for what will be on the agenda for the right. annual COP meeting, too. Uh, mm-hmm. President, you also joined the APEC CEO summit. Can, can you give us can we, maybe the, the short list of key points to note from that event? CEO Summit was important in the sense that it took place before APEC. APEC, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, took place, APEC Summit took place uh, Thursday and Friday, but right. the CEO Summit uh, took place Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, actually. And uh, this was uh, an area where this was an event where President Yoon talked 
about the idea of connectivity. Mm, connectivity is a yeah. concept that's often talked about in this region, like in the in the context of ASEAN, uh, ASEAN plus three and all that. But he applied this concept to APEC. And what do you mean by connectivity? He pointed out three areas. One is the conventional uh, economy, such as the trade and, and investment and supply chains. So connectivity in that real side of the economy. Mm -hmm uh he talked about and then second uh dimension of connectivity was connectivity uh for digital economy of mm -hmm. course digital economy comes in with a feature of connectivity but kind of like a still addressing barriers against connecting different countries different economies digitally in doing so challenges that arises and then efforts to be made in order to uh, you know, address those challenges. So that's a second level of connectivity. Mm -hmm. And the third level of connectivity is uh, connecting people, especially the, the future generation, mm -hmm. young people, uh, human resource exchange, exchange mm -hmm. of the young generations mm -hmm. uh, among the APEC countries. So uh, those were the ideas that, that he emphasized in his speech on, mm -hmm. on Wednesday at the uh, a CEO summit, and then with of course many different business leaders, uh, and uh, talked about you know you know Korea's openness and Korean economy. And as you mentioned, he secured significant amount of investment pledges following this month's um, you know meeting with CEOs. So mm. those were important marks. And then uh, kind of at the summit, but kind of separately, uh, his bilateral meeting with Tim Cook. The, mm. The mm. head of APEC, uh, I know Apple, uh, Apple, yeah, APEC, <laughs> Apple. Well, whatever. Uh, it starts with A anyway. So Apple CEO Tim Cook is meeting with uh, uh, him was very interesting. This was requested by uh, Cook himself, mm. uh, and uh, you know he expressed Tim Cook expressed special thanks to Korea's kind of presence in the history of um, Apple, mm. and he said. Mm. You know the the way apple uh you know occupies its position in the world economy and so on it owes greatly to korea and there was a nice words and mm -hmm. and then uh, president yun said some you know words back to him and mm -hmm. so on so you know like apple's interesting position right for korean economy it's a it's a rival at the same time it's critical partner right right, right. Uh, it's a greater rival against samsung mm. and the thing is however uh in order for apple to operate there are i think over 100 something uh, korean companies and even more perhaps mm. that are supplying parts mm. to to apple products right and uh, without korean companies actually what tim cook was saying was true without apple or without korean companies apple does not exist mm. so it's a critical partner for korean economy but at the same time a very important rival as well so having uh, meeting with president yun mm. i mean it clearly because the background was silicon valley it does seem like not just president yun but even xi jinping uh meeting with these business leaders seem to be an important marker i mean mm -hmm. even in the chinese u.s ongoing rivalry one one yeah. can't deny the fact that they need each other's markets as well and collaboration mm -hmm. there seems necessary uh because we have so mm -hmm. much grounds to cover. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our third question of the day, uh, what about uh, IPEF? What were Korea's uh, major me message points anyway? 
Yeah, IPEF is different from APEC in the sense that it doesn't officially, we know IPEF was created in consideration of China's rise. Right, right. And this IPEF currently has 14 member countries, Australia, Brunei, Fiji, India, Indonesia, Japan, Korea, Malaysia, New Zealand, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, US, and Vietnam. So 14 countries. Mm. And this was a second, um, second summit of IPEF. Mm. And, and uh, well, during this dialogue, from the creation of IPF, uh, they have been focusing on four, what they call pillars, mm. four pillars and areas of topics of negotiation and cooperation. First pillar is trade. Second is supply, supply chain. Mm. And then third pillar is the clean economy. Mm. And then fourth is the fair economy. Mm. Uh, so uh, this time they had important agreements in three of those pillars. O always trade side pillar is always difficult. It's a like kind of free trade agreement thing that you're working on, and that that takes time and everything. But on supply chain, clean economy, fair economy, on those three areas, they they had agreements. So that's a that's a big achievement. And uh, along with that, they had agreement on critical mineral dialogue, creating critical mineral dialogue. Of course, that there's a Chinese connotation, uh, connotation of implication for China because mm -hmm. China's action on, you know, the critical minerals exports and so on. They they wanted to find a different alternative in a way, and mm -hmm. uh, so IPEC, IPEF agreeing on critical mineral issues and agreeing on creating a dialogue forum for that was a very important one. And then also they had agreement on the human exchange, mm. uh, the topic that Jun Yun emphasized in his, you know, the APEC and the APEC CEO forums as well. So uh, the, in a way, I think for the last several months, I've been hearing a lot from the business community that they are close to IPEC uh, agreements uh, and uh, having final results on this at least it, it it's going to be interim and there will be further steps to be taken but kind of from results on this three pillars of uh, supply chain clean economy and fair economy side was a significant effect and many uh businesses around mm. the world uh, in this region and around the world are taking note of it Mm. Uh, Dr. Kim, uh, as you mentioned at the top of the segment, there were several bilateral meetings to note. Uh, Korea, the U.S. and Japan show their solidarity, but the speculated Korea-China bilateral meeting was never materialized. So what are your observations on these fronts? Yeah, well, several bilateral meetings, uh, United States, Japan, mm. uh, uh, and Peru, Vietnam, and Chile. And the, of course, among those, uh, the the focus on Korea, Japan, and the United States trilateral right. side was very important. And it's it's not trilateral meeting that they had, but they had bilateral. Korea had bilateral meeting with Biden and Kishida separately, mm. and uh, especially with Japan, uh, Yoon and Kishida meeting was interesting in the sense that it was a seventh mm. meeting, seventh summit this year alone mm -hmm. and so that's quite remarkable right. and both sides recognize the other side as the uh, one of the closest partners in their foreign relations and uh, also uh plus kishida and yun attended together a stanford university program where they were talking about uh, different issues of cooperation among which i guess uh, you know, those clean energy cooperation, for instance, about hydrogen and mm. those kind of things. That's, so those were very interesting 
uh, you know, the topics to be discussed and to be observed by the business community here as well. So they had a summit, they had a joint appearance at uh, Stanford University events and so on. So further steps taken in a way, elevating and strengthening Korea-Japan ties, that's strongly noted. And U.S. President also expressed a special thanks for uh, the efforts by Korea and Japan in strengthening, strengthening these bilateral ties. And he made it clear mm. these two countries, Korea, Japan doing so helps the United States greatly. And, mm. and he really appreciated a big time. So that's something to note. Mm. On uh, the point that you mentioned, Korea, China, mm. the absence of bilateral summit, uh, we do recognize they, they met together for about three, month, uh, three minutes mm. before APEC gathering, and they had nice exchanges of warm words and everything, but it was not a formal summit, uh, even though the atmosphere was very amicable. Uh, summit did not take place, and then China, we noticed that, you know, there was kind of like influx, and they were not confirming whether summit would take place mm. or not. And at the end, we learned, and, you know, they had, uh, of course, Xi Jinping and Biden had the summit, long time, four-hour summit. Yeah. And then and Kishida also met with uh, Xi Jinping mm. as well. But at the end, uh, President Yun didn't get a, a summit meeting with Xi. There are a lot of different uh, words about this. Mm. And, you know, some of the critics of Yun said, oh, look, uh, you know, this is a clear sign that Korea is failing in terms of its management with its uh, ties with Beijing doesn't look good when Tokyo and Washington had summit and Korea was left out, uh, not being able to meet with Xi Jinping. Mm. That's what critics were saying. Uh, my own view is slightly different. Uh, I think on both sides, Seoul and Beijing, had uh, care and caution this time. Mm. Of course, the, the, the schedule was packed. That was mm. the main reason. And, you know, the, Xi Jinping had a short time stay there mm. and and uh, had a lot of other things to do. That was the main reason this being his schedule being packed. But additionally, additional factor in my own observation is that Beijing and, and Seoul has to be careful, have to be careful about this as well, because <clears throat> we remember uh, September twenty third, uh, Korea's Prime Minister met with Xi Jinping mm. in Hangzhou Asian mm. Games. Mm. So, Prime Minister's meeting with Xi in september and if there's a summit in san francisco i think that kind of like elevates korea china ties kind of higher than whatever china stands with japan and the united states that that's a little bit uh, too much of addition and we want to be in balance in a okay. way okay. so so if you add up prime minister's meeting with xi together with president's meeting with xi mm. this time <clears throat> that's a little bit out of balance in a way. I think that's what Beijing might have felt. Beijing ah. uh, might have felt that we need summit with Tokyo and Washington. Of course, they have been, been taking place uh, for a long time. But we just had a meeting with prime ministers of Korea. Mm. And then now we have a summit on top of it. Mm. That's a little bit out of balance. And then from Korean perspective as well, in a way. So, mm. um, yes, indeed. Uh, without uh, the presidential summit, Korea looks a little bit pushed out of the picture here. But Korea doesn't necessarily want to be seen as sticking out, mm. kind of like having too much close relationship with Beijing. We want to, we want it, and then we seek it, but we don't want to make it too visible in mm. a way. So, uh, in uh, countering the critics' words, I would offer that's not necessarily the best, and this outcome is not necessarily 
really that bad as they they mm. argue. And I wonder if one can also argue if better U.S.-China relations could be in the horizon, not completely fixed, but at least a sit-down, could better China-Korea bilateral relationship also be parallel to that? Uh, on the sidelines of the APEC summit, Biden and, of course, Xi Jinping, as you've said, held this four-hour summit, a highly anticipated one at that. Um, it was a summit that the whole world was watching with keen interest. How do we summarize the sit-down, could it be a sign of cooling tensions between the two superpowers? Right. Uh, this summit was very noticeable in the sense that, I mean, when APEC was taking place in San Francisco, all, all heads of states were flying in. Biden and she had to be there at the same time. But they took an efforts to have this separate uh, summit uh, 40 kilometers away uh, mm. in Woodside, California, Filoli mm. uh, Estate, separate place for four hours so uh, the world noticed and this was a very important development uh, everybody thought in terms of world affairs and the outcome that came out was something that was right on uh at the level where observers had expected that is uh, on the positive side the results that they got could be summarized in in two words. One is military cooperation, mm. and the other one is the the uh, illegal drugs. Mm. Uh, you know, the military side. Mm. Nancy Pelosi, when she visited uh, as the you know U.S. House of Speaker, a uh, Speaker of the House uh, mm. last year in August, China cut off the military communication with the United States. Right. So that's very dangerous when there is a confrontation between the two powers and everything. They need this kind of communication and they agreed this time mm. in California to restore it. That's mm. a major progress in a way. And the uh, fentanyl side, the, the drug, uh, you know, opioid drug yeah. that's used as a material for various kinds of illegal drug making mm. and uh, China's production of it uh, they agreed to control and manage it together. Mm. And so uh, those two issues, military and illegal drug side, uh, those were what had been expected. And mm. then that's, those were what had been agreed. Mm. And then uh, what were not necessarily agreed or where the issues where we saw the gap existing on the Chinese side, Taiwan, mm. China, Chinese side said, we are going to uni unify the country with Taiwan. Mm. Uh, I think she mentioned peaceful means, mm. but uh, I'm not sure. He he rejected the idea of China invading Taiwan anytime right. soon, clearly, but but he said he's going to unify the country. So there is a big gap. And then United States side making clear that they're working on uh, techni uh, technology control will continue on. Uh, mm. They are not going to allow China acquire advanced technologies and so on. So those are major, major issues on both sides. So major issues remaining uh, to show the gap between the two powers, but some relatively minor but still important issues of military mm. dialogues and so on showing progress. Those are good news. I wonder if this could signal a beginning for South Korea and China to work towards building an even more constructive relationship based on mutual benefits, because you don't have to agree on every front, just like right. maybe how largely divided the U.S. and China is, but maybe namely economy, people to people exchanges, something that South Korea and China can focus on as well. Exactly. As as we see the progress on uh, Washington Beijing ties, uh, right. Korea, South Korea will feel uh, a little bit more comfortable in taking further steps forward mm. with Beijing. Dr. Kim, thank you so much for <laughs> taking <laughs> us through quite a journey there. A four day trip, <laughs> technically two days only in San Francisco, but that was quite mm. the list. We appreciate it. Thank you very much.
If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.